This is Bet MGM tonight. Join us for live sweats. Yes. Let's go, Kansas State. That was a big balls three. Three minutes ago. Big balls three. Instant reaction. This is an unbelievable thing for me to see. My favorite team, my true favorite team. Less mistress, more side piece. And maybe a few regrettable decisions. Oh, he's got bust written all over him. Gutekind sucks. Jordan Edison ran a 5-3-40, and he's Tristis height. I'd take him. You know what you shouldn't have done? Bet on the Wizards. Yep. Now, live from Washington, D.C., it's Ryan Horvat, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew. And because there's a nightly Wizards watch every time we uh, we hear that in the open, Ryan, Wizards now down by five to the Sixers. So it wasn't going to last. 5.43 to go, 109-104, Sixers on top. Uh, you know what sucks, though? We're going to need more points. Going to need more points in that game. 109-104. How much time? I don't even want to look at the live total. I'm doing this thing tonight right. where I'm not even looking at it. Actually, though, the live total is still okay. Do you want me to give it to you? Yeah, actually give 245 it to you. 245.5. We're pushing it, though. We are. We're getting a little bit too close. I'm worried if it stays. Like it. Yeah, there's 545 to go in the game. I don't want to talk about that game. Okay. Let's, let's just... Let's, I, know, I know our job is to yep. tell the people... But I want to win that bet really bad. All right, so let's not jinx it. I have let's too much money on. on that over. Let's just move on. Yeah. Uh, you bet the Pistons, didn't you, tonight? I did. All right, we shouldn't talk about that then either. Is it going bad? Uh, it's not going to go your way. How are the Raptors looking? No, I'm kidding. I got, <laughs> I got all these in front of me, except for the only one I didn't want to know was the Wizards total right. because we were in like, it was it live, it was like 256 and a half a couple minutes ago. Then it dipped like 10 points. Yeah. I haven't seen that in a while, so I was like, you know what? You're not going to look All right, at well, one. it was in a good spot then, so you're still good, so we'll just uh, we'll move on. Penn State and uh, Maryland. It's 63-61 Maryland right now. Yeah. 2.43 to go in that one. This may come down to a come down to a last-second shot, right? There you go. Maryland in danger of another disappointing loss here. I want to see Penn State win this game. I almost bet Penn State. I did almost bet the under in this one, too, but I stayed another, away. Another blind college bet? Just blind and doing it, right? Yep. Just hit. Just blindly just, just picking send, something, baby. That's what you we're should, doing here you in should, December. That would be interesting to do, right? Like, just go into something... Completely no no research no nothing just close your eyes and pick like what's your just go by gut yeah that's, just gut nothing else it's pretty much when I go back home for like feast week which I don't do anymore but like Thanksgiving week is always my favorite you and the boys out at the bar oh yeah you know just like live betting like the Iowa team total over six and a half points in the Big Ten <laughs> championship game every time they cross the fifty yard line you're screaming everybody in the bar is like what is up with these guys <laughs> you know? guys just don't understand do you yeah. So I've done that. The we call those the drunk boy bets. I don't like those though. Especially yeah, those in March, are... those get dangerous. Oh, uh, yeah. Chasing, yeah, they do. it's all dangerous. You yes. Gotta, you got to have a game plan as they say in the biz. You should. Don't chase your bets. No. Well, you chase women, not your bets. There you go. Cheat yeah. on your uh, girlfriend, not your body. <laughs> Stupid. All right, do you want to get a couple more would you rathers in here? Oh yeah. All right, Scott, what it's else Wednesday, we got for it. on would you rather Wednesday? Absolutely. Would you rather Unders, boys, this time around. Pickens receiving yards or Elliott rushing yards. And we heard from Dan Carpick. If you missed it, check out the podcast. Mm -hmm. But in hour number one, he said, you know, like at this point, are you trusting Zeke to do anything except for, and I don't know what the attempts are, give 15 to 20 and still only get you 40 yards. So would you rather on a Wednesday, Pickens receiving under or Elliott's receiving under? So right now, if we're looking at where Zeke was at 50, I want to say 54 and a half, right, yesterday. I didn't peek at it today, so I'm going to bring it up now. So his rushing yards have gone all the way up to 61 and a half. Because Ramondre is officially out. Yes. This is going to be the lead back. So he's, he's, I would, he's it. 
I would. T- I I just don't trust Zeke to get sixty yards rushing. Essentially, a couple in a game. years ago, right? He could have given you thirty carries for sixty yards. Yeah, yeah he was a beast. Yeah, of a course, big Zeke guy. he had seventeen for fifty-two against the Chargers. Just nine for forty-six, five point one yards a carry against the Giants. Thirteen for fifty-four against Indy. Right. That's what I mean. Right. Like you look at these teams. I understand why the number is where it is. If he's going to be the lead back now with Ramondre Stevenson out. Yeah. But, man, I can't take the over on Zeke in 61 and a half rushing yards at this point. No. I didn't even like it when it was down at 54. He doesn't have much burst. Uh, Zeke does not left in the tank. So, I would go under on Zeke's yards, and I would stay away from the under on Pickens' yards because I would go over. George Pickens right now is receiving yards over 38 and a half, minus 120. You know, he does have the the rapport, the relationship with Trubisky. That might be a play for me. I'm also mm-hmm. going to look at the receptions. So the receptions over three and a half is plus one twenty five. Um, I'm going to go George Pickens over three and a half receptions. I just talked myself into that. Trubisky is going to get rid of the ball quickly. I would like to see like some underneath stuff from Pickens, mm-hmm. some quick throws. Like get him involved, man. Like you talked about Terry McLaurin a couple minutes ago. There's no reason that Bieniemy and the Commanders shouldn't be getting him. Some looks early Just, on in these games. It's some so bubble screens, you know, some some short little slants. Uh, maybe he doesn't want to catch passes across the middle. I get that. But I, I don't know. I would go over on Pickens, under on the corpse of Zeke. Yeah, I think that's probably the safer bet there. Um, God, I mean, think of, like, the scraps we're playing with here right now. I mean, Zeke's going to go off for, like, 220 Right, tomorrow. and th- listen, here's the one, like here's, one thing that, here's one thing that's a lock, and we've seen it a lot on Monday night. We definitely see it on Thursday. Something that doesn't make sense will happen. I mean, we just saw Jake Browning go off Monday night. What do we have? Is it like, is does Trubisky throw for 300 yards in this game? I mean, I guess there's a possibility there. But it's there's just always something that doesn't make sense, especially in the Thursday night games. I just wish I could figure out what the hell it was, and I can't. And I'm, I'm, I just don't know how to even figure it out with these two terrible offenses. Yeah, I mean, the Patriots are a bad watch, man. Like... I'm trying to think of what's a bright spot for the New England Patriots this season on either side of the ball, would you say? Uh, well, Ramondre Stevenson was. Okay. I would have put him there. Um, good God. I right? Don't know. Demario Douglas, but he's out too tomorrow night. I was yeah. say, he's out. He, yeah. he was another one of those guys. Yeah, I mean. I mean, I, there's not much else. Mac Jones early in the season. How about that? Like, I'm looking right now, pro football focus, I have it up, so I was just looking at, like, offensive line rankings mm-hmm. as we enter week 14. They drop one spot. They're the 23rd ranked offensive line. Um, yeah, man. It's Trent Brown's the only guy grading out really well. Cole Strange, remember they drafted him? Oh, yeah. He has been he has been pretty damn bad. Yeah. They're just – it's like the Patriots have fallen off of a, a cliff, and it's happened fast. So that's the thing. Like, why would I go over on Zeke's yards? He's washed. He doesn't have much burst. Right. And he's probably not going to be able to do a whole lot after initial contact. And if they're not getting push up front – yeah, I would. It, it would be under on Zeke for me. Yeah, it's got to be, especially at sixty-one and a half. Maybe that thing will get bet up, and we'll get lucky and get like a sixty-four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm fine going down if Zeke wants to go off tomorrow night. That's, I think that's fair. That's I'd okay. rather just stay away from it completely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Would you rather over to the NBA? Would you rather Tyrese Halliburton MVP twenty-two to one, or Most Improved at plus eighteen hundred? I think more realistically. MIP. He's going to win most improved. The price is obviously slightly better at 22 to 1 for MVP. It's just going to be tough for the Pacers to win enough games for him to get consideration. He'll be all NBA, he'll be an all star. Most improved makes more sense. It's going to be tough with Tyrese Maxey 
because Tyrese Maxey's now got an even bigger role. But you know how I feel about the Most Improved Player Award anyway. It's just it's a crapshoot. There's a million different ways that you can go with it. You've got guys that were already kind of stars winning it because they took another jump. They went from like 20 points a game to 26, and you're like, oh, Most Improved. Really, though, is he? But, yeah, I, I would – I again – you, you got to kind of take price out of this because you got to be realistic here. I understand it's nice to say twenty-two to one, and yeah. there's just too many other guys that have an opportunity on better teams than Tyrese Halliburton to win MVP. I might get wild though and go MVP. Would I mean, you? Just because I, Indiana would have to finish with the top three seed in the East. Yeah, I love our magic, but is what they're doing right now sustainable? Don't answer that. I'm going to say yeah. Let's just let's be believers. <laughs> let's pretend and that say it is. Yes. You know, maybe Milwaukee. I don't know. If anything, though, I think Milwaukee gets better. You know what I mean? Like, Giannis isn't going to use a whole lot of load management. They're going to figure some stuff out defensively. Maybe they make a move. I don't think they're going to get worse. I think it's only going to get better in Milwaukee. I think Boston cares about the regular season. I mean, I know that they've, mm-hmm. you know, got far in the playoffs the last couple of years, and they've melted when they got uh, to the finals two years ago, Eastern Conference Finals last year against Miami. But I still think that they're going to treat the regular season the right way. So, yeah, probably, like, more safe bet would be improved player, but... Who knows, man? Maybe the Pacers are for real. It's a big game coming up against the Bucks in the play-in championship I, or semifinal. I can't wait to watch. Here, here's the reason why. As much as I love what the Pacers are doing, I don't see them as more than a maybe a six seed, maybe no a five if they're lucky. No defense. Yeah. They don't stop anybody. So, yeah, you can score, but on any given night, somebody else can also score just as much. You're going to lose that game. You know, like it's just simple math there, right, where you just look at opportunity where both sides are really good scoring teams. They're both – very, very strong offensively. And then in the end, you look and go, well, okay, the Pacers put up 128, but they gave up 140. Also, like, market size, you know what I mean? Like- yeah, that, that doesn't help either. Again, it's 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 a popularity contest in a lot of ways, too. So, you got yeah. one more for us, Scott? I can get you one more. Would you rather the Pacers to win the in-season tournament, Final Four tomorrow night, and then Saturday we have 5 o'clock in the East from Las Vegas tomorrow. They're plus 450, Indy is, or a Central Division team to win the NBA Finals <laughs> at plus 360. That includes, of course, Milwaukee. And then you got to buy in with Chicago, Cleveland, Balls, the Pacers, baby. and the Pistons. I'm going Pacers to win the in-season tournament, not just because of the price at plus 450, because I just really feel like it matters to that team. Like, they love this, and this is like this is their time of year. If I'm looking at the Central Division, the only team I would even consider... Bulls. Yes, definitely, definitely your Chicago. They've got Bulls. a four point lead tonight, baby. <laughs> it's the Bucks, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, not the, the Cavs are a playoff team, but that's as far as it goes. There, Pacers have a real shot. We're going to see over the years. The in season tournament is not going to always be teams that are just looked at as like NBA Finals favorites. It's going to be young teams like that that really want want that win and also want that cash too. You know what? Give me the Central Division. Oh, you are being just now. You're being a contrarian. I'll be. I'll play Devils Advocate because the Bulls. Packers is part of the Central Division. <laughs> I get the. Uh, I get the Bucks. I get the Cavs. Who knows? I mean, the East isn't very good, so I get two teams well, I mean, that are true. at least going to be top six seeds. And I think. Uh, I think LeBron's winning the uh, in season tournament. I think he. I, I think he's. I think the Lakers. I watched that game last night, man. Yeah. And I was like, he wants it. Also, he went over seven and a half rebounds despite not having a single rebound when I got in my car with three minutes to go in the second quarter. Don't know how he did it, but shout out to LeBron. So I'll go with the Central Division just because I think it's all said and done. Lakers are hanging that banner. It's are they hanging a banner for that, do you think? Probably. You have to have a banner. Absolutely. Season tournament. You like got to make Bulls, it. Like <laughs> the Bulls hung the one in the, after the play-in, gave the Heat hell. 
in the play-in tournament you've, last you've, year. You've got to make it big. LeBron said, there's LeBron sitting here commenting on how great it is, and he's like, oh, yeah, the commissioner, Adam Silver. Oh, what a great choice. I got to say, boss, you did a wonderful job out yeah. there. You know they're telling all the players, make it big. Come on, you got to say you love it. Got to say you love it. Do you so, get a ring? That's a good question. You know. I don't think so. I, I don't do. think you should get a ring for it. You get that you get cool money. trophy. The trophy's kind of cool. Yes. Half million ones. Yes. People on social <laughs> to, media. To keep using in Vegas? Is yeah. that what it is? Yeah. Take people, it all and... People on social media are so weird. I heard people like, or saw people getting angry at Giannis because he didn't know that there was prize money. And everybody's like, uh, who he, cares? He, he didn't know. Giannis has more money than he knows what to do with. Who who gives a damn? But he's still so cheap because he yeah. comes from the streets of Greece where he was selling compact discs at a Good. young age, man. Like, when we covered the team, there would be, like, bottles of water, and he'd be, like, pocketing them. LeBron's, Did he really? Yeah, LeBron's cheap, LeBron's too. cheap, too. Well, like, remember, I remember years ago, and there's, I, I remember somebody somebody said this to me one Smaller time, and I think money. it's so true. I don't. It was a, he was a former he's a former NFL player, I can't remember, but he was like, the more money you make, the more stuff you get for free. And it's so true, because look at LeBron. When you mention Giannis, think of LeBron, who also is very cheap, very smart with his money, knows how to invest, great businessman, has learned from people like Warren Buffett, but he's... He's the one that tweeted out one time about never wanting to pay for Pandora. And Pandora gave him a free subscription. Yeah. Because LeBron can't pay the $4.99 a month or whatever it is for unlimited skips on Pandora. But that's how it goes sometimes. And Giannis could do the same damn thing if he wanted to. I remember, not that this has anything to do with the in-season tournament, but just guys being cheap or guys... Being, I'm not going to call it cheap. I'm going to call it smart with your money, right? Like, I find it funny when, like, an athlete comes into the league and they're buying, like, a bunch of chains and, like, putting their yep. friends on. We're like, oh, yeah. man, this young guy was dumb with their money. But then if a guy wants to be smart with his money, like Tommy DeVito, and he lives with his parents because he can't afford a place in New York, then we then we have to slander his good name, too. Oh, man, Tommy DeVito is going to be a failure in life. He's never going to find a wife. His I'd mom actually say still, it's pretty smart. His mom still makes his bed. Hell yeah, he's being smart with his money. But I'll never forget when Ron Artest, Metal World Peace, came into the league. My oh, Bulls drafted him, and he got in trouble because he tried to get a job Circuit at either City. yeah Circuit City because he wanted the fifteen percent discount <laughs> on his stereo so equipment. Listen, they're like I, Ron, we just gave you four million dollars. He's like, yeah, but. I'm with you, man. You can't have it both ways. First off, if an athlete makes millions of dollars and wants to be cheap, as long as it's, I mean, you know, if you're going in and you're tipping like a dollar on a hundred dollar. Like Scotty Bar Pippen. tab or something. Yeah. No tipping Pippin. Like, don't – be at, at least be generous with tips when it involves somebody else's income. But if we're talking about, hey, I don't want to go buy a brand-new car or a quarter-of-a-million-dollar chain or, you know, start buying a bunch of Gucci, whatever. Like, whatever is, is a complete waste of money and you don't want to do it, good. Good for you. And you know what, for Tommy DeVito, good for him too. Because have you seen how much uh, uh, inflation is now? Have you seen how expensive everything is? I would save my money too. Yeah, he's gonna make a he's gonna make a bunch. He'll be a backup somewhere. He'll get a decent contract. It happened to Taylor Heineke. This, Taylor Heineke was living on someone's couch because he was going back to school at Old Dominion before the Commanders called the, the football team. Then called him up. And we're like, we need you as an emergency quarterback for COVID yeah. late in the year. And then he starts a playoff game against Tom Brady. So anything is possible, as Kevin Garnett once said. Yeah, gotta be smart with your money. Nobody wants to be broke. Tommy DeVito. A lot of guys do though. A lot of guys go broke. Sometimes they just get screwed over by financial advisors. Like Tim Duncan, I remember. Tim Duncan got really screwed by a financial advisor. My guy, Antoine Walker. Yep. Chicago legend. I mean. Blew I think, through some cash. I don't know. I think Allen Iverson blew through a lot, too. 
Yeah, I saw him actually a couple weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> did, did you see him again there? No, not in a while, actually. No. Hasn't no. been to National I Harbor in a while? I haven't been there in a while. I mean, other than Mondays. Other than, yeah. And then sometimes you stay late. It depends. Yeah. So. Yeah. Maybe we'll sneak there tonight. Uh, are you going to do that? No. Nah, no, I didn't think so. It's no, better MGM tonight. Not tonight. Maybe tomorrow. It's time for our hosting trifecta to take a break. We'll be right back with more on BetMGM Tonight, presented by BetMGM, live from BetQL. You know, this this game for them was kind of like the Eagles game at Arrowhead, and you thought that, um, I like, I, I thought San Francisco would win the game. I wasn't sure about them covering, but certainly I thought everything set up for them from a, a, a rest standpoint, from a health standpoint, from a motivation standpoint. From an Eagles are just kind of due to lose to a good team standpoint, like that's probably going to happen here at some point. Um, yeah, it looks like Hertz is okay. You know, that's obviously huge. The Eagles have some other injury situations that perhaps get a little better. Um, maybe they add a Hertz. I don't know how much he has left, but like if Goddard is going to be, you know, a problem um, from a health standpoint. I look, the Eagles are still a really good operation, you know, and and if the Eagles beat the Cowboys, you know, then the Eagles are are right back there in the driver's seat with a chance to hold on to that one seed. Um, and and when the Eagles face the most teams, they're fine. If you face that offense on a day when everything's in sync, uh, then yeah, some of the Eagles' issues defending the pass can become real big issues. Some of the Eagles' issues tackling in the second and third level become exacerbated when you when you face one of these elite yak teams, you know, like Miami. Like there are certain teams that I just think would be a real bad matchup for them. And San Francisco is one of them. College football is the second most popular sport in America. I'm always amazed when national radio shows choose to talk baseball in the regular season over anything college football. Millions more people watch college football than baseball and hoops. And yet, we get the playoff committee today. They have a Power 5 conference model, and they've assigned four playoff spots. So make that just in itself make sense. This was the most fascinating one of the entire run of the 14 playoff, which is going away after this year and going to expand to 12 because they had five to six legitimate teams that had a case to make the playoff. And the playoff was pretty wrapped up for Michigan and Washington. I will die at my grave telling you Michigan should have been the two seed and Washington should have been the one seed. Resumes aren't close. Like what's anyways, that's neither here nor there. What Washington did was super impressive on Friday. The third team was Texas, which I thought was a huge indicator of what they were going to do at four. 
And at four, they chose 12-1 Alabama, who just beat Georgia yesterday, who had lost to Texas in a head-to-head, over 13-0 undefeated conference champion Florida State. They have never in their history of doing this pick left out an undefeated conference champion. Never been done. And they made that decision today, and it sent a blaze around college football with the takes. People, yes, people were outraged. And I like to follow the outrage. So I also was like, yeah, this sucks. This is so unfair. They absolutely got hosed. Because at first, I was very anxious because I like, I kind of like shows like that, like the selection show, like LeBron's decision yeah. show, where you're I a little ner- bit anxious. Lucy, I was nervous, legitimately nervous, watching on my couch at 9.30 in the morning, like, who's going to be for? I, I, I kind of knew, but I'm like, no way they're going to do this. No way. And then... Alabama and I went oh my oh my lord oh my people are gonna freak out I'm convinced that if you were announcing anything in the world like are we gonna put a stop sign or a yield sign here and it is a show that is just like that and they're about to reveal it I would be on the edge of my seat no matter what it is the build-up that makes it but beside the point that yes I was nervous about this with no stake in the game whatsoever I like Michigan to win the whole thing so it was already in there so i'm fine but i was like oh will it be will it be florida state will it be Alabama? let the conversation continue with bet mgm tonight on the bet ql network presented by bet mgm all right wizard sixers goes over that's what yeah. we like to see joel and bead going 50 burger way over that 30 and a half 50 points for Joel Embiid tonight against the Wizards. Uh, 12 rebounds and 7 assists to go along with it. That's my MVP right there. You know what, though? Jordan Poole. Nightly Jordan Poole watch. 10 of 15, 23 points. Ooh. Ooh, wait, maybe. Maybe now we start to... What was it? Actually, I think it was just 16 and a half, wasn't it? His points was 16 and a half? 16 and a half when I was coming in. I think it closed at 17 and a yeah. half. Either way, he goes over that number. I will not be uh, back in any Jordan Poole props, though. Yeah, I would not. Tyrese Maxey also had 26. Like... Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey combined for 76 points. I love some, I love some Maxey, man. He's fun to watch. He, and that's the thing. Like, when we're talking about most improved before, Tyrese Halliburton, you could even make – I would almost make the argument that he's more improved than Tyrese Maxey because we saw this already from Maxey before. I mean, I guess you did the, see the playmaker in, in Tyrese Halliburton. But, like, he's kind of taken – I feel like he's taken his game to another level more than Maxi has. Yeah. Uh, Maybe it's just a perception thing for me. I'd have to sit there and actually, like, compare the trajectory over the last couple of years. But I – I just proved this tough. I also just love Tyrese Halliburton. I love a play. If I'm going to build a team in the NBA, I want a playmaking point guard. Same here. I want that traditional, going to go out and get you double digit assists, but also still got to be a threat to score, a threat to shoot in today's NBA. Even I mean, with you have that to. ugly ass jumper, I love it him. is ugly, and you know what? It still works. You know, it's like if if Rajon Rondo was a little bit of a better shooter, could have had a much better career. That's how they teach it though in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, <laughs> which is where uh, Halliburton attended high school. I'm a big fan. I never thought he was going to be this good. I was always a yeah. fan. I didn't think he was going to be this good. If you're Sacramento, what the hell were you thinking? Well, well I mean, you know what? Actually, Demontis Sabonis has worked out. Yeah, I was so. saying they're fine. They're they're they made the playoffs last year. Light it wouldn't have beam. really worked if you've got De'Aaron Fox anyway. They got so Crick they, segment. They got light the beam. Yes. Beam light it up, baby. Yeah, um, they they're doing all right. I they hate know. you though. Oh, I don't care. The beam is stupid, and they're never going to get out of the first round of the playoffs. I don't give a damn. I did, dude. I, I love, still have I still have I Kings love, fans getting butt hurt at me when I say stuff too. I love that Kings team. 
that got absolutely screwed. Like, let's call it what it is. Oh, with Pajor Stojakovic and Vladi. They got cheated by the Lakers. That was rigged. Um, Which, speaking of, really quick, let me throw this out there. Somebody just tweeted at me, and I wanted to um, not jump around too much, but Brett uh, McMurphy, who works for the Action Network, Mm -hmm. covers college football. Uh, Reed Wilson actually sent me this tweet, and I almost missed this. Gaming commission officials in multiple states are investigating last month's UNLV at New Mexico game because of suspicious and or abnormal betting activity against the Lobos. Uh Uh-oh. So that's interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, Because they're going to take this stuff seriously. There's way too much money in sports betting now where it's not going to be taken seriously if there's any even hint of improprieties. Improprieties, that's the word. I'm going to say, like, there has to be a better time for uh, the Gaming Commission or anybody else to do anything with UNLV. Thoughts and prayers for what went down there, of course, not to go uh, too serious here. But, man, like, I didn't... uh, See that coming, but man, I, you know, you wonder um, sometimes when you watch these college games, mm-hmm. and I hate when people like joke about it and stuff like that because I don't think you know, more anything's rigged or anything like that. But man, like when you see stuff like that, weird. It's it's harder than I think people like people that don't bet on sports or not even really sports fans that just like to throw that stuff out. Like, oh, guys can throw games. You know how hard it actually is to do that. And how much trouble you're going to get yourself exactly. into. The like, FBI go, is going go, to be investigating. Go watch and... go watch the Arizona State documentary on uh, Netflix. Yeah. I remember it happened in One Tree Hill. Uh, they got to they got to Nathan <laughs> Scott. And he missed the free throw. Got himself in trouble with uh, with the wrong people. You don't want to get caught up with those kind of people. That's why you stick with BetMGM, where it's all on the up and up. Hell yeah! Which is a much better way to go about it. Much better way. Maryland and Penn State heading to overtime. That thing's tied at seventy one. Pissed now, about this. I got a lot of money on Minnesota, and I just want to watch that game in full view. And now I got to watch overtime here. Might have to uh, stream it on another platform for a minute. Until you wait and get that done. It ain't that big. No, not that big. (laughs) It ain't ain't like that. We'll just wait. (laughs) All right, we got week 14 in the NFL season starting off tomorrow. That that game may not be something you'd like in your Survivor League. But for the fans. We can find some other games and maybe some other Survivor picks for week 14. I love... The graphic, but I thought it said something. I'm not going to lie. I thought there was a sound, Scott. I'm a survivor. It's, so if you're watching it on Twitch and YouTube, it's a really cool design. You got like a, you got like palm trees and an island-looking thing, and it's neon lights. Very cool. Uh, but it doesn't say anything. So I realized I would have just, I would have just talked over that. I feel like Sorry. a dope that I didn't say anything. So no big deal. Uh, the reason why I say that is I just want people to think, well, why did he not say anything? When if you're only listening, you can't see it. Not everybody's watching our streams. We should so, be though. I mean, it's Call a great my hair for yeah, nothing. It's it does look good today. Did you get a haircut? No, not yet. Yeah, you know, see, you were so self conscious about it. You wore I a hat in. Like it. Looks good. Oh, your hair is you, your hair does not grow fast. I feel like at least on like the side. Yeah, it mine takes, like, after a week. Yeah. I'm ready to get it cut again. Yeah, I need it like Shaka Smart. Say so he's got it nice and nice and. Speaking of, by the way, man, I should have just laid it with Marquette. I mean, look at this. Sixty-two thirty-six. Shaka's one of those guys where he does better when he doesn't have a huge budget. Like at Texas, he failed. He had a huge budget. Yeah. Bu- budget. Budget. <laughs> uh, huge Jimmy budget and uh, a lot of expectation and a lot of pressure, and he failed. Now he's at Marquette, and it's a great basketball school. Don't get me wrong. Shout out Dwayne Wade, and of course my stepmom, who also attended Marquette. Last uh, Jimmy Butler, thank and you Jimmy very much. B- we don't. We he's never going to be the best player on a championship team. <laughs> damn it. But uh, now he doesn't have that much pressure, and Marquette's a hell of a team. They're up sixty-two thirty-eight. Yep. You know, Survivor. I've already spent my money in one league. I saw Ostrowski's league is down to the nitty gritty. I wish that I had one more league. 
and I was still around because I would have the ultimate pick this week. What would it I be? wouldn't overthink it. And I wouldn't have used them because a couple weeks ago I thought this team was going to win four games and potentially be picking in the top ten. Instead, God, you're they talking about the found Packers, aren't their you? quarterback of the future. Eight <laughs> touchdowns, no picks against the Kansas City Chiefs, the defending champs at home. Three, three big-time throws. Zero turnover-worthy throws. A.J. Dillon carrying the ball, injuring opposing defenders. I mean, which you, you never cure for injury, but man, like that guy is a load. To you take were an, anti-AJ Dillon all year. And now he's running like he wants to be in the league next year. Which the is defense, important. Even without your two top corners, both first round picks, Jair Alexander and Eric Stokes, balling out a little bit. And in Survivor, you don't need them to win by margin. You don't need to cover the six and a half. Even if you do believe that they're going to, it's minus 115 right now. I would take the Green Bay Packers in Survivor on the road against the Fighting DeVitos, who are 4-8 and eight now. They're playing better football. Tommy DeVito, he's made a name for himself. I don't know if he's going to be a starting quarterback. He's not going to be. I, he's going to be a backup, though, for a couple of years. And then after that, who knows? Um, but the Packers are winning outright. That would be my pick in Survivor. I wouldn't overthink it. Right now, the Giants are sitting in the seventh spot in the draft. Tommy DeVito goes out there and wins them like a game or two more. They're going to hate him forever. They're going to hate him forever because, like, this is the time to <laughs> actually start idea. losing. But it's a great example of, again, players don't tank. It's organizations that tank. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah. Because if you – if I mean, Tommy DeVito knows, like, listen, the guy's having fun. He knows he's not going to be the future at quarterback for the Giants. He's making the most of it, man. He's making the most of it. But if it was Daniel Jones, you'd be thinking, all right, well, he wants to play well because he doesn't want them to draft his replacement. Yeah. Tommy DeVito could be the backup there next year or the third string guy. Like, you know, they put him on the practice squad again. He's a part of that organization. But Giants could end up missing out on some really good quarterbacks because Tommy DeVito's winning them football games. And the Packers, like, the season ends today. They're a wild card team, man. And that's a yeah. team that I don't think a lot of people are going to want to see. I mean, you're not going to have to go to Lambeau Field. They're not going to have home field advantage, so they'd have to make the road trip. You don't want to go into the cold weather, the elements there, but uh, still, I don't think you'd want to see that Packers team right now, the way that they're playing, the way that they're trending. So I would look at them, and a team that I would stay away from would be the Lions. I feel like yeah. the Lions would be a popular pick, because everybody's going to look at the point spread and be like, only three and a half? Not mm -hmm. that the spread matters, but they're going to think, okay, it's a road game, but the Bears suck. The Bears are a 4-8 and eight football team. Bears are playing better football, though. Justin Fields playing better football. DJ Moore, is a solid wide receiver, obviously. And the defense is playing a little bit better, and it's Jared Goff on the road, not in a dome, on grass, wet, windy conditions in Chicago. Chicago. Probably going to have a couple Italian beefs the night before. It's a noon mm. kickoff. He's going to get that Portillo's. He'll probably get the cheesecake, maybe the chocolate oh, cake. That all sounds He's so gonna good. He's going to do the, the chocolate shake. He's going to get the fries with the cheese. Oh. He's going to get the Chicago dog. Uh, no ketchup, of course. Man, he might even he might go over to Lou's, get some pizza. It's overrated, but he might check out Uno while he's there. Who knows? Maybe he'll make the quick trip to Joliet, Illinois, and stop by Semino's or Maury's Table or Marichka's, get himself a poor boy with extra garlic. He's going to be hurting even if he doesn't have some drinks over at Larson's. You know, it's dollar you this call is just, it on this Fridays. Is a, this is a Saturday night for you when you go home. It's just a list of all of the stops you make. I have everything. I'm going home for only three days for Christmas. Mm -hmm. And I'm so pissed that one of the days is Christmas because all my pizza joints are closed. I have to eat Portillo's at least four times. At my least four, like, that's your rule? Well, like, you could get it on Gold Belly and, like, you could get it delivered, but it's just not the same as when you get well, it sure. through the drive-thru. Yeah. 
I just eat it right there in the parking lot. The fries, the grease, the cheese sauce, oh. the Italian beef with the hot peppers, the jar. Oh, the jar. Oh. You're making me hungry. It just sounds so good. Why don't we have these things on the East Coast? <laughs> Why do we not have Italian well, beef? I don't know. Haven't you people seen the bear? You gotta make. <laughs> you gotta make your own. Shows you gotta hit. find the recipe. Damn it! But anyway, what? I would stay away from the Lions. Yeah. I think the Bears might win outright, man. What about the Colts over the Bengals? It could be a letdown spot for the Bengals after what they did Monday night. Colts are playing good football right now. I feel like they're trending up. I know the Bengals obviously looked good against the Jags, but. This might be a decent spot if you still have the Colts on the board to maybe take them on the road. They're only it's it's I mean that's a pick 'em right now. They're essentially a one point favorite on the road in Cincinnati. I don't know what to do with that game, man, because yeah. the Colts have a lot to play for right mm-hmm. now in the South. Trevor Lawrence is dinged. They're seven and five. Jags are eight and four, and uh, they still have a head to head matchup. I uh, ooh, I don't know though, man, because like. Bengals look pretty damn good on Monday night I know. offensively. But do you think that they're going to match that effort again? Jake Browning's going to look like that again? Like, that's why I feel like there's going to be a regression. I don't, but he's also just – Jake Browning's put in the work. I mean, I was listening to the broadcast, and he's, like, still working out with these quarterback gurus. I got to be honest, man. Like, I would have given up, like, a decade ago. if I was. I would have been like, <laughs> screw this. Uh, I'll be a backup, but I'm not, like, putting in extra work. And now he's getting his shot to play again. And they have Jamar Chase. They have Higgins. They have Boyd. They got good weapons. I'd bet the over in that game. I'd probably have to stay away. Like, if I was going to look to fade a backup quarterback, I would do it with another backup quarterback. Uh-huh. I'd go Browns over the Jags. I mean, that Jags defense sucks. They gave up 400 yards to the Bengals. Yeah. C.J. Beathard, I covered him in the Rose the, the whole year when he was at Iowa, and uh, I didn't really like him then. And, like, they're all beat up. Christian <laughs> Kirk got hurt. I would go Browns, even with my man Thunder Joe, who is elite, by the way. We do have, I probably, I mean, nobody's going to want to go into this game for a survivor, but obviously Eagles-Cowboys, it's a battle for the, that, that kind of, that'll decide the division there, and it really means a lot, too, for the NFC as a whole when you look at it. I mean, San Francisco's the favorite to win the NFC at plus 130. I mean, it doesn't decide, obviously, there's a regular season. I'm talking about winning, you know, the actual NFC in the playoffs here. But, like, you're going to really get an idea here of what, the Cowboys are specifically who sit behind Philadelphia plus 450, Philadelphia's plus 280 to win the NFC because what do we keep saying about Dallas? You got to beat a team over 500. Just yeah. like the just like the Dolphins, beat a team that's over 500. Well, okay. Now you've got your opportunity here. There's a ton riding on that game, but I don't care who wins this. You're not going to convince me that either one of them is but, I mean, put price aside. I, I, I get we have to look at price at plus 130. The 49ers are the best team in the NFL. They're winning the NFC if they stay healthy. They've proven it time and time again. They've beaten the Cowboys, and they've blown them out of the water. They've beaten the Eagles, blown them out of the water. They're going to continue to make a point as long as that team stays healthy. So, to me, I watch this and I go, this game decides who's the second best team in the NFC. That's yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, because like, I'm looking at like the Dallas Futures and uh... – it's a really good price. They have a really good defense. Dak's playing like an MVP. This is the best season of Dak we've had in a long, long time, man. And, um, you know, other than the run game, right now they almost have like a perfect offense. But still, yeah, I just don't like the matchups with, with the teams that they would have to get past. San Francisco, they've played them tough in the playoffs the last couple of years. They've had some boneheaded decisions down the stretch, like especially on those final play calls. But at least they've played them tough. But I don't know, man. Like, I could just... The, Na- the Niners... What they're able to do when fully healthy, I just I can't make the case for Dallas or even the Eagles. And then even the Eagles are a bad matchup for the Cowboys. Like, I get they played them close, and they always do, but I don't even really like that matchup. What, what both of those teams are able to do in the middle of the mm-hmm. field, because Dallas almost has a perfect defense, except for you lost your best cover corner. 
and you also uh, don't have the best linebackers. You know, and and so that's where you could attack them in the middle of the field. Both of those teams, Philly and uh, Philly and Jesus, San Francisco, yeah, yeah, both yeah. could yeah. do that. Obviously, in the middle of the field, and that's what I I can't do it with Dallas right now. I I think the Eagles win this game, especially being able to get the Eagles at plus three and a half. I like the Eagles at three and a half. Too. Yeah, I mean, it's I, minus one twenty right I'm, now. But. I mean, for one, obviously, I, I just I don't think there's anybody that's not looking forward to this game one way or the other. Right. But it's. It's it's a statement game, certainly, for both. It decides a couple of things. It decides the division. It decides whether Dak or Jalen Hurts can be continued to be talked about as an MVP. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, too, I mean, we're talking about Coach of the Year as well, right? If you're at least going to have guys in the conversation. Mike McCarthy will at least be in the conversation, and it'll be louder if the Cowboys win that game. Nick Sirianni, you're still going to have him, obviously, in that conversation even more, even though I'm with you. And D'Amico Ryan should be the coach of the year with what yeah. he's been able to do. But you know how this is. It's not always about the most improved team. Sometimes it's just, hey, this team won 14 games. Right. Like, that's what it comes down to. So there's a lot in the awards market, futures market, that's riding on this game Sunday night. Yeah, it's going to be a big one, man. Go Dallas. Even though I did bet the Ugh. Eagles, I'd rather have the Dallas futures come home. But I felt like it's a perfect <laughs> time to hedge because I don't think they're getting it done. It's tough for me because we'll I, hate, I hate both teams. But my team's terrible, so it's not like there's anything riding on that. You know what? I'll root for the Eagles because Scott's the nicest Philly fan I know. It's for you guys. Yeah. It's Bet MGM tonight. It's time for a short commercial break. Don't go anywhere, though, because we'll be right back with even more Bet MGM tonight. Presented by Bet MGM. Live from BetQL. Bama, and yeah, Alabama. And then people were not happy. The reaction has now, from, from the president of FSU to the governor of Florida to state senators, are not happy. But I have a conspiracy that uh, as to why. They were not picked. Florida State was not picked for this. So Disney owns ESPN and Disney and the state of Florida are in uh, legal turmoil with each other. There is litigation going on. I think Disney is suing Florida or the other way around. Disney, State, Disney, I think, is getting is suing Florida for trying to implement new policy and, you know, they're kind of going after Disney. They're doing the. You're too woke thing. We don't like that you comment on yes. legislation happening. So they're in a, the midst of a lawsuit. Thank you. Okay. So that, that is why they don't want a Florida school in the college football playoff because they broadcast the college football playoff. So as a snub to them to get at them, I've, I've heard this, this conspiracy. I'm not above any conspiracy theories lately, Sprague. I've been watching JFK conspiracy documentaries, and I am in the thick of it. So I am very into, oh, this is a conspiracy. They're, they're trying to pull the wool over our eyes. And uh, maybe that is what's happening here is they were like, yeah, obviously Alabama. This is the obvious choice because it's not in Florida.
I remember when Michigan played Georgia a couple of years in, ago in the in the Orange Bowl, and Michigan had a great offensive line then. And then they went up against Georgia and some of those SEC D linemen, and it just it wasn't the same. So I remember James Franklin. You know, he was talking about it. This was years ago, and he always said the biggest difference from the SEC to every other conference, and why there's this like SEC bias. Is, is the line of scrimmage for the defensive linemen. Like, they're just, they're different animals. You know, I don't know, Chelsea, if you saw the Eagles-Bills game from last week when Jordan Davis, the former Georgia defensive lineman, was chasing down Josh Allen on the sideline, and it's just this 330-pound animal just running after Josh Allen, 17 miles per hour, and it's like the, the, the SEC D linemen are just, are different. So Michigan's got a great O-line. But uh, I think Bama will be able to hold their own. They got a really good secondary, too. So, uh, and they're getting a month to prepare. And they got Nick Saban, and they got Kevin Steele, who's one of the best defensive coordinators in the country as well. So I think it's going to be a tough game for Michigan to, uh, to move the football. I also think it's really telling that in the matchup between the number one and the number four seed, the spread is a point and a half. It feels like me, it's telling me that the market is really high on Alabama. Like, doesn't this seem shocking? Like, one would think the spread between the number one team and the number four team would be bigger than the spread between the number two and the number three team. But also, the number two team is also the underdog in that matchup by four and a half points. So it almost puts your brain in like a mental pretzel trying to think of all of the things that the market is telling us here. Were you surprised to see this line so short? And do you think that's telling us something about the betting market when it comes to Alabama? No, I I really wasn't surprised. I, I know Bama lost to Texas, but they went undefeated in the SEC. They beat Georgia. So, if anything, I'm almost kind of surprised that they're underdogs. Like, Nick Saban is a dog. I mean, they're giving that to us again. Like, that to me is a like, point and a half. that would be... That would be the trap, right? So, I mean, it's, it's kind of a pick em, right? I mean, it's even money. But, uh, yeah, I, I was surprised Michigan opened up as the favorites because is Michigan better than Alabama, like, on either side of the ball? Like, is, is their defense better? I know statistically they are, but, like, look at the offenses they've had to play. The Let the conversation continue with BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Good God, Marquette is up 30 right now on Texas. 79-49, under five minutes to go. Whew. Nebraska's up 23-17 yeah, on Minnesota. Yeah, like that one. We got we to get it together in Minnesota. It's early, 6.44 to go in the first. Plenty of time, plenty of time. Uh, Joel Embiid put up 50 on the Wizards tonight. Shocking, that game went over. Ding. Oh, yeah, we didn't even... Can you, can you get me a bell? I need a couple of bells here real quick. There's your Albert Bell. Thank you. There's for the over, and there's for the over on Joel Embiid. Thank you. Feels good. You know, it's, it's always good to ring that bell because we suffer on here, and sometimes you don't want to. Uh, Memphis wins. Grizzlies 116-102 over the Pistons. Cavs beat the Magic 121-111. So a lot of NBA tonight. A lot. Minnesota now. For a while, the Spurs had the lead. Now it's a 12-point lead in the fourth quarter for the uh, the Timberwolves. So Yeah, looking like the Timberwolves probably going to mm-hmm. cover there. Timberwolves are for real, man. I like them. They are. And this is a team that's got a lot of talent. It kind of feels like they're... 
they're starting to not uh, get to the point where you're going, what is wrong? Why can't you ever get this thing together and figure it out? So, yeah, 10 games in the NBA tonight. We got a college football bowl season starting off soon. The college football bowl pick them challenge. BetMGM's got that. You can sign up for this. Not just here, – here's something that was pointed out to me, too. And I think this is the most important thing that people need to understand about this, Ryan. Not the $25,000 you can win as a grand prize. That's a good, no, no, no. That's good, too, though. Yes, you have to go, obviously, pick the most college football bowl games against the spread. That's going to get you the $25,000. But the key here that BetMGM has done, which is absolutely brilliant, because you and I have talked about this when it comes to bowl season, you don't always know who's going to play until very last minute. Well, you don't have to make all of your selections in this contest at once. Games can be picked up until kickoff for each bowl game. Great so you're deal. in this pick em, and you just go through and you wait. And you wait till every single game. Get exactly what you want. It's against the spread, so you're going to get maybe a number you like more. That's not always the case, so obviously you got to think ahead with that. But that right there, I think, is the most important thing for this because you're not sitting there going three weeks out, picking every single game, and then finding out that, like, half of a roster for some team just decided to transfer all of a sudden. Yeah, exactly, man. Like, you know what I mean? You don't want to bet Ohio State and then find out later that Kyle McCord's transferred. I mean, that's already happened. but uh, Yeah, sure. So at least we know that ahead of time now. So, so there's good. that. Yeah, because a lot of these places, or like a lot of these contests, uh, obviously they have the deadline, you know, and it's mm-hmm. maybe 24 hours before the first bowl game. That doesn't give you enough time. No! You know, no. these games are going to be starting up. You obviously have to have your college football playoff bets in there, or at least, you know, the first matchups maybe so you want to wait you want to see the injury reports and uh, that makes sense like for example like Florida State who's going to be the quarterback is it going to be the backup is it going to be the third string quarterback for Georgia is Brock Bowers going to play mm-hmm. in this game he's been dinged is McConkie going to play in this game so that's the best part about this entire contest is you have up until kickoff for each game and uh, it's a lot of fun. I love it. I wish I could join. And the only way you have to sign up, it's very simple. You just go to the promotions tab, BetMGM in, the, in your account. Whether you go to the website, you go to the app, doesn't really matter. You find that BetMGM College Football Bowl Pick'em Challenge. Go in, sign up, get started, but don't pick all your games yet. Just don't forget, obviously, because, you know, you can't win if you leave games blank. It's like not setting your lineup in fantasy football. Or like forgetting to add your entry into Survivor, which I did in <laughs> baseball last season. That was not good. <laughs> Second week in the season, and I was eliminated because I forgot to pick a team. God. Not good. Did you really? I did, yeah. Uh, you know what? I was in a... Um, I, I like did it, and I guess I hit refresh and didn't hit accept. I don't I was in. I was in. My uncle always does this pick'em league, and I, I didn't do it this year. I was like, I'm gonna put that entry fee towards just more bets, and I just got kind of tired of keeping track of that and fantasy and like everything else. He was. I know he was like, Come on, man, I need you. And I'm like, Did I've done it for years? And but I had that before. Where I just forget, and I'm like, Damn it. Yeah. And I had to set like a, a reminder in my phone. Then I got a new phone, and I can't delete the reminder, and it keeps telling me every Wednesday to make my picks or at least remind me. And I'm like, Stop telling me this. <laughs> it's out of season too. I don't need any of this. Like, in fact, I don't know why it didn't pop up tonight. It's not here. I don't know. But it's just, yeah, sometimes there's there's a certain point where I can only have so many, like, obligations sports-wise. Yeah. Yeah. It's like fantasy football. Like, it's uh, is, is falling down my list every single year. It used to be the biggest thing in my life. Isn't now, that crazy? It's like, oh, yeah, I got to set a lineup. I forgot about this. Yeah. You sweating anything right now? Right now, I do have Minnesota plus two and a half. They're down by eight to Nebraska mm-hmm. early. It'd be nice if they'd get their stuff together. Instead, uh, they just gave up a weak side offensive rebound on the glass, and now they're down ten. Um, no, we hit the over in the uh, Wizards game. I do have the under going in that. Um, geez, losing my mind. I have the under in um, great radio. Promise, it's going to come to me. <laughs> uh, I bet the under in OKC Houston. Yeah, that's on pace to hit right now. And then I got the Clippers still to come tonight on the money line. 
don't know how I feel about that one against the Nuggets. Uh, it's never fun fading the Nuggets. The Nuggets have beat the Clippers yeah. both times. This is going to be the third time they've seen each other already, and we're only 19 games in for the Clippers. So I'm going to take a shot with them. They're at home. Everybody's playing for them. I got to check Roto really quick here, though. Jamal Murray was a game-time decision. And it as starts I in look, 22 minutes. He's in. He's in. So Jamal okay. Murray's going to play, and Aaron Gordon was also a game-time decision. They're both in tonight. Um that doesn't help. So let's I put do, it that way. Yeah, no, it Clippers doesn't. Money, doesn't it help doesn't. Clippers money line. I still like the Clippers. Pretty big bet for me. I like the uh, Jokic rebounds. It's up to 12 and a half right now. He just owns this matchup against Zubat. So I would go over on Jokic rebounds, and I like the Clippers on the money line, and that's all I got. The Clippers are at least kind of figuring something out a little bit here. Yeah, Harden's like, been playing better. He's, he's got been, averaging 20 points last three games. Was it, I think it was P.J. Tucker that said there's not enough basketballs to go around for this team. And, like, that's true. Like, there is a level of, are you going to be able to get everybody involved, and are they going to play consistently, and are you going to develop chemistry by the time you get to the playoffs? Because that's all that matters for this damn Clippers team. It's what they do in the playoffs. Now, when James Harden disappears for a couple of games in a row, you know you're going to get Kawhi as long as he's healthy every single night. And really, Paul George, for the most part, Paul George most of the time has had some really good playoff performances. Occasionally you had the like, oh, where did he where it was kind of like a Jason Tatum. But you no, know, the Clippers are talented. But it's just it's it's figuring things out now early in the year. So by the time you get to the playoffs, they're gonna be in a good spot. Oh, real quick, Desmond Bain had forty nine points tonight. Forty nine? Forty nine points. I just saw that come across. I almost bet his assists over oh, four man. and a half, so I'm glad I didn't do that. Let's see how many assists he had. He did have eight assists. Oh, so he went over that too. He had forty nine points, six rebounds, eight assists. Desmond Bain doing he's the only I mean they don't have he's, anybody he's else. All, he's all the, the starting lineup right now. I mean that's that's it. Yeah, he had four points, by the way, Derek Rose. Two that's of seven from the field. That's my guy though. That's my guy. I know. I do actually have one more sweat, too. I okay. tailed uh, Dan Karpik, who came on early out on the show. Check out the podcast, of course. He gave out Kobe White over three and a half threes. I like the Bulls in the game, uh, but I have a rule. I don't bet the Bulls, even against the Hornets. <laughs> Kobe White, three of six from three. He's got 17 tonight. We need one more three. Problem is, they're up 20. I, I would guess he'd still get some run, though, right? How Ho- much time's left? Hopefully. Ho- whole quarter. Yeah, yeah, you're not going to see anybody sit the whole, hopefully the whole fourth quarter there. Oh, and then also, uh, Luca tonight, a triple-double at half. Jeez. He has 32 points, 10 boards, 10 assists. And uh, the second half just began. They're up 28 on the uh, on the Jazz. Well, now he's maybe getting some sleep because he just had a kid and he was talking about not getting any sleep. So, what do you... I still think if, if Dallas can get themselves into a top three spot in the West, right now they're sitting six, they're 11, 11 and eight, so they'd obviously have to kind of get in more of a rhythm as the season goes on. If they're even sitting one through three in the West, Luka could win MVP. You know, we've been talking about this for years. This team underachieved last year. And I'm sitting here looking at everybody at the top and thinking, Nikola Jokic, yeah, he could deserve it, but is he really going to be... Is he going to get the votes again? Yeah. Is voter fatigue going to step in? Joel Embiid, he won it last year. He's probably going to be hurt by the fact that the Sixers didn't win in the playoffs last year, even though that shouldn't affect this year. It's a regular season award, but it is what it is. Jason Tatum's nine to one. Luca's five to one right now. I don't know if you would get. He's eventually going to win one, right? And I'm just wondering, like, is that price worth betting now? Because, like, the only thing you have to think about is, okay, do the Mavs struggle or do they start playing like they did at the beginning of the season? You know what I mean? Like, it, it's hard to find Luca at more than five to one, barring just some catastrophe on that team and them losing like ten straight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mm, good question. 
I, I feel like like right. It's like people wa- like we wa- there's the vo- listen. We see it all the time, right? It's always the next guy up. Yeah, there's a next guy up. Luca's been the next guy up for a couple of years. Probably would have already won it had the Mavericks had a better season last year. Especially he came in as the favorite last season after the year before when he dragged that team to the conference finals. I, I know Jalen Brunson obviously was. Jalen Brunson was very helpful in the first round, but Luca t- Luca carried that team. Oh yeah, like once he came back from the injury for sure, because he missed a couple games. He missed two games in the Utah I mean, series. And Giannis and... is twelve to one. I mean, Shea Giannis Gilgis isn't going to win it, right? Shea Gilgis Alexander could win it if they st- if the Thunder kind of stay where they are now as a top three team in the West. I just don't know if they will yet. Kind of feels like a year away from that actually happening. Yeah, I'd bet Tatum if I had to bet today. Yeah, you know I know where the numbers are right now, but I just I. I, I Boston's most likely going to end up being the best team in the East, unless Milwaukee really makes a run in the second half. And I feel like with Milwaukee, even if Giannis has a ridiculous season, you got Dame, and they probably cancel each other out. And sure, in Boston, you have Jalen Brown, but Jason Tatum has emerged as the superstar. And, uh, you know, like this year for Boston is championship or bust. Mm -hmm. And I think he's going to put up big numbers, and I like the price. You know, like compared to... Embiid and Jokic, the guy where there might be some voter fatigue. Yeah. I just, uh, again, that's the hard part about this award is there are guys like Jordan could have won it every year. LeBron could have won it every year. LeBron could win it yeah. this year. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, the way he's playing, you watch this and go, he's played like an MVP essentially every year since his rookie year. But that's just, that's not how the voting works with it. So you have to really kind of weed out some of the players, some of the names that you think either voter fatigue will set in for or somebody will find ways or enough voters will find ways to poke holes in them for whatever that reason is, right? I would yeah. don't vote for him because of blank. Yeah. Like the Jordan years, you know, Carl Malone won it one year because the Jazz won 60 games and they were the one seed in the West. But remember, it was also kind of like he hasn't won one. He really deserves one. Yeah. And that got built up nationally enough where Malone ended up winning. And then he won a second one, yeah. too. Yeah. But, like, it was, there was a lot of that. Garnett was the same way. Kobe only won one. Think about that. Kobe Bryant won one MVP. Should have won two. Steve Nash did not deserve that second one. Yeah. Nash deserved the first one. I'm fine with saying that he didn't, maybe shouldn't have had the second them, one. He was a complete liability on the defensive end too. Yeah, but it's the NBA. Nobody cares about defense. What do, what I mean That's true cuz you can make the same case against Halliburton that yeah. we were just talking about him as MVP. Yeah. And it, I mean is Nikola Jokic a lockdown defender no. in the post? Like come on. No. You know. So it, like that doesn't I mean Giannis, yes. Luka no. Embiid sometimes. Tatum yes. You know, I mean so it's like the defense is just kind of like That's why I say it's a Tatum. Side note. That's why I say Tatum cuz it seems like or, or Luka cuz it seems like it's their turn next, yeah. you know? Yeah. That's and there's nobody really that's kind of stepped up to that. Maybe Shea, you know, Shea Gilgis-Alexander. But again, I feel like there's like we're like a year off from that team really being in a spot. A lot of these guys that have the shortest odds are kind of near the top of the board, whatever. Like, they've been around for a while. Durant, 25-1. to 1. Giannis is kind of, his window's probably closed there with the way this works. Definitely want to do anything with Durant. How many games is he going to play the right. second half and of the t- season? And you know what I mean? And Booker's 30-1, to 1, but you look at the rest of that team, unless... Beal never plays, which feels like he's never going to play anyway. And then Durant doesn't play a lot. Maybe Booker gets it if they're a, a you know top two, top three in the West. Donovan Mitchell at fifty to one. No, Anthony Edwards is interesting though. Yeah, especially the way that they're playing right That's now. That's the only one where I'd say at thirty to one, Anthony Edwards. Hmm, maybe. All right, final it. hour coming up. Bet MGM tonight. It's time for a short commercial break. Don't go anywhere, though, because we'll be right back with even more BetMGM Tonight, presented by BetMGM, live from BetQL.